wrestling fans. Now you too can look as cool as Monty and the Pharaoh by wearing the official Monty and the Pharaoh sunglasses at night for $8.99 each. That's only $8.99 each. Now available at MontyandthePharaoh.com. We know what you're thinking. Did they fire off six fascinating points of interest or only five? Well, to tell you the truth, in all the excitement of watching and listening to Long Island's number one wrestling podcast, I've actually forgotten myself. But being this is the Monty and the Farrow from Indie Music Studios in Ron Conklin, and the fact that they were talking to yet another champion wrestling star, one of the most powerful and talented performers from the wrestling franchise, and not to forget well-informed and provocative interview questions asked and answered. It was such an interesting and entertaining hour, the questions nearly blew your head clean off. Now you've got to ask yourself a question. Do I feel lucky? Do you, punk? What? Yeah. No, I'm... Yeah, I'm behaving myself. I'm, no, I'm not playing in abandoned buildings. What? Again? Now. I suppose you had those people follow me again. Fine. Hey. This is Jimmy Farrow from Monty and the Farrow, and I want to thank all our subscribers. We have now passed 14,000 on our YouTube channel. But I want to ask our subscribers to take the next step for us and become a full-fledged member of Monty and the Pharaoh. Yeah, that's right, folks. There's three different levels to choose from. There's free shirts. There's free autographs. Just check it out and become a member of Long Island's number one pro wrestling broadcast, Monty and the Pharaoh. Later. Welcome back to Long Island's number one pro wrestling broadcast, Monty Nefaro, filmed out of Indie Music TV in Ronkonkoma, Long Island. For round two, we've got probably one of the most important icons in the history of professional wrestling um, in studio, which I've been looking forward to. Matt, are you aware who's actually sitting on the couch right now? Do you even have a clue, young man? I do not. <laughs> you don't? I don't. Well, you're going to... That you're gonna have to educate them. That's that's for sure. This is this may be one of the most influential women of the history of this uh, sport that everybody loves and listens to. So show some respect, young man. Sit up straight. Sit up straight. Stand at attention. So Farrell, real quick before we get to our guest, last night I was watching with my wife the uh, Diane Sawyer. What? Uh, 
Turpin's sister escaped from torture on a 2020 special yesterday. You know anything about this? People with your television sets. I don't have a TV. Well, you read. Yeah, I try to. What a, you know. So it's it's these uh, what these two here? parents that had 13 kids. 13 kids. 13 kids. Wow, very active. Okay. Not active. Well, they might have been active, yeah. But, yeah, way but, too active. But the kids, way too the active. kids were chained in the house for 28 years. They were what? The oldest for about 28 years. 28 years? I think I have it right. Yeah. Nobody stopped in to check on them, like back from high school or something? Have you well, seen so-and-so so lately? Eventually, what are you eventually one of them escapes and then reports, okay. and now they're in jail for life. Oh, very good. But very the, good. But, but the tricky part, I I don't thought, miss television. Well, on. well I, the interesting part about this, if you saw the picture of the father and the mother, the mother looks somewhat normal. Somewhat. But the father has a bowl haircut. <laughs> It's Where like are so. You going? First of all, you never like rules in world in the world. Wait a minute, you never trust a guy with a bowl haircut. I thought the Beatles had bowl haircuts and Mo from yeah, the Three Stooges had. A, I, I trust well, them all implicitly. Mo, Mo, Mo from the Three Stooges. I, I, I trust Mo. Mo's a good man. What's wrong with Mo? What? Mo is. I'm yeah, gonna kill you later. The Beatles were smart enough to get out of that. No, this yeah, dude no, like carried like the whole like. Okay, so he's like, got had a bowl, bowl haircut. haircut. He had like regular hair, then he got old. He got old like everybody gets. What? what? It's like gray, a gray bowl cut. Okay, okay. Well, what, what makes the, 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 the mother normal, you know? Oh, she doesn't I said she looked normal. Okay, all right. doesn't necessarily mean she is normal. Okay, so what was the end result here? Well, they, they, these kids didn't have baths for, like, years. Like, wow. No baths, didn't brush their teeth. Okay. Didn't know how to really read. or But, but they had a cell phone, which I found very they interesting. They had a cell phone. They had a cell phone, but I don't think any of them was smart enough to call anybody for help. How did they know how to use one? I don't know. It didn't make a lot of sense to me. Wow. Strange, they, strange Were they light-sensitive when I hate they came to laugh out. about it, but it's just like, I, I don't, don't know, know what where goes you get this, this weirdness. Planet. This is weirdness. Dude, it me. was like a two-hour special. I couldn't, wow. I couldn't stop watching it. That's interesting. I, I, I think the whole thing was like, what are the kids supposed to do now? If you have no education, no social skills, you don't know how to conduct yourself in public and outside, no one is ha once the kids were released and they could have freedom, they don't know what to do. They have no social skills, they don't know that they have to pay rent, they don't know that they have to get a job and have money, and the whole thing that you'd have like growing up and those skills well, why built don't, up. Why don't we just give like, them the $450,000 you you're giving those people that have separated from the kids at the border? But they wouldn't know... They wouldn't know what to do with it, number one. But, yeah, that's so ridiculous. I know I mean, what to just... do with it. Give it to me. Right. But who's helping these what? kids? They were put in foster care. Wow. And then once they got turned 17 or 18, it was like, okay, have a nice life. And then they had no, they had nowhere else to go after foster care. They didn't have a job lined up or housing lined up. It was just kind of like, okay, you're good. Well, if anybody doesn't know, that's Baby Doll. <laughs> yeah, studio. Baby Doll over there. Uh, but, okay, understood. But we're so willing to help people that aren't part of this country. Why can't we that, help these that poor kids? Illegally came into our country, broke the law to come into our country, and then yeah, here's half a million dollars, and yet you've got veterans sleeping on the street. Ridiculous. Amen. So Amen. far, she has not gotten a suspension. No interesting story. I, was, I will uh, not get you a suspension. I, 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 I can if I, if you I can if you want me to. But... No, please don't. What? <laughs> I said so far she hasn't gotten a suspended. <laughs> Would you yeah, talk I, to Missy Hyatt? No, 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 no. Um, no, I, I actually got arrested for the first time about a month ago. First what? time in my whole life I got arrested. What, you, what, what did you do? You do? Um, I don't know. How, well, I don't think they'll come out. But um, 
It's coming uh, out we right had some, now. What do you we, mean? Well, because I've got a no contact order, so I don't know how much I can. Oh, okay. But okay. we had some neighbors Great. move in, and we're like out in the country, and um, really nice little area that, I mean, it's beautiful where we live. These people moved in, and all of a sudden they start getting animals. And they get a lot of animals for a one-acre plot of land. They have like donkeys, burros, turkeys, ducks, geese, 15 dogs, 13 people living in a three-bedroom, one-bath house, and their animals kept getting out. So on, in August, their donkeys, burros, goats, pigs are walking across my front yard. Now there's almost an acre and a half between our property. So I get a rope, I round them up, and I take them back over there, and I'm yelling at them to come get their animals, and we argued back and forth, and the woman said, I need a rope. How do you uh, how do you expect me to get my animals if I don't have a rope? Well, I had like a rope in my hand, and I tossed it to her. And so I told them they had a half hour to get their animals off my property, or I was going to come back and shoot everything. And I went back over, and... Um, Everything was cleaned up, so we were good. So I was talking with my husband, like, what are we, what are we going to do about this? You know, because they obviously they don't know where their their land is at. They didn't have their land surveyed, so they know exactly where their property lines are. They think that because there's no leash law, they can just if their animals get out, oh well, my animals got out. And so um, I went down to the magistrate to see what I should do, and he said that I should get a no contact order. But because it was Sunday, I'd have to go back Monday to go to court. Fine, I'll come back Monday. Well, as I'm leaving the magistrate, my phone rings, and I answer it, and it's the Lenore Police Department. And uh, they were wanting to know where I was, and I told him I'm like right out in front of the magistrate's office. And he says, uh, just stay right there. He says, I've got a, a warrant for your arrest. Um, they've taken it out. Your neighbors have taken it out because you threatened them and you assaulted the woman. Mm. Um, okay, there was 20 of them and one of me, and yeah, I'm not... So well, you I are said, baby doll. And uh, yeah, well, okay. Um, <laughs> yes, so I've got another story on that one. That was good. Yeah. So um, I said, I've got my seven-year-old with me. I said, what am I supposed to do if you're going to arrest me? He says, you have nothing on your record. He said, you're one of the few 60-year-old people that I know that has nothing on the record. If we'll do a promise to appear, we'll just have you sign it, and then you can go. I said, you promise. And because uh, I've got little Ryder with me, and he said, "Nope." He says, "If we can work it out," he said, "That's all that that's all we'll have to do." So on that Sunday morning, they arrested me, which I'd signed the paper, and then I had to show up for the assault, which is still ongoing. And then Monday, I went for the no contact order, and then I had to come back the following week to, to follow up because they had to actually file against the neighbors to let them know that there was a no contact order. So I'm in front of the judge. And I've got all the pictures of all their animals, and, and I actually shot their dog back in April, and it was just a whole thing. So I'm trying to talk to the judge, and he says, um, so you shot their dog? And I explained to him that I was, like, doing laundry, and I heard my turkey in distress, like, outside the window, and I looked out, and there was this huge dog on my 70-pound turkey. is just watering him and attacking him, and the turkey's trying to get away. So I yelled out, and nothing happened, so I grabbed a pistol, and I went out to the side of the house, and... The dog had moved over to one of the dogs and was like nose to nose going to fight with my dog. And my dog's on a chain, so he doesn't have a he doesn't have a chance. So I was yelling to go away, get off my property, and dogs not paying attention to me. So I shot twice in the ground, didn't phase anything. So I shot the dog, and I shot it in the paw. And it I guess it thought like my dog had attacked it. 
So now they start fighting, and they're, I'm not going to go up there and separate the dog. So I shot twice, and I hit it, and it ran away. So the judge said, well, where were you standing when you shot the dog? I said, I was standing right next to the wrestling ring, and he said, well, how far away were you from the dogs that were fighting? I said, probably like 30, 35, maybe 40 feet. And he was like, wait, you have a wrestling ring in your backyard? I was like, uh, yes. And now I'm thinking, oh, okay. So, um, you have a wrestling ring. And I said, yes, sir. I said, my husband and I are both professional wrestlers. I said, we have a ring set up in the backyard. Oh, oh, I see. And he says, well, I remember when wrestling was wrestling. And in my mind, I'm going, oh, this is going to go bad. Because everybody starts going in with wrestling is fake and it's the whole thing. And if I he thought fingers that, you for turning on Dusty Rhodes, you're in big trouble. So, <laughs> so. Oh, my God. I, uh, Sorry. I'm thinking, in my, I'm thinking in my head, like, oh, gosh, this is going to go bad. Yeah. And he, he says, well, I remember, like, Dusty Rhodes and Tolly Blanchard and is. Ric Flair. And I said, oh, yeah. I oh, said, boy. I remember them. <laughs> and um, he said, you were a wrestler? And I said, well, I was more of a valet. I said, I didn't wrestle. I was a valet. Oh, you mean like Baby Doll and Miss Elizabeth? Oh, my God. I said, hello, I'm Baby Doll. Glad to meet you. And he says, well, I can't shake your hand. And I said, okay, I understand. And he got really quiet. And then his hands, I could, he was holding the papers, and his hands, like, shook. Mm. And I'm, like, out of the corner of my eye, like, watching. And he says, I, I was going to be the fifth horseman. Oh, my God. And I was, like, I can see that. I can, I, I agree, you can do that. And he says, I'm going to have to recuse myself from this case. He said, I'd like to help you all with this situation. But he says, I cannot judge this fairly. He said, you'll have to come back next week. So he signed off and I had to come back and get wow. another judge. Yeah, but the judge actually says, I, I was going to be the fifth horseman. And then I came to court the following week. Well, and wait, one second. Are you laughing inside at this point? Like The okay, courtroom erupted. It was so funny. <laughs> and, you know, you have to be in composure. Yeah, and yeah. I've been coached, like, by my daughter because oh. I've never had to go to court except for, like, with um, traffic tickets and things like that. So I really, okay, what do I do? <laughs> you know, it's like, okay. So then I came back the following Monday. And I had to come, and I had to do all the paperwork and everything. And the um, that judge had put us on a ninety day, you know, be good, and we'll see what happens. So I'm fuming because I've got all this stuff, you know, what they've done, and they've threatened my life, they've threatened my husband's life, they sent horrible Facebook messages that they're gonna kill me and all my chickens in the middle wow. of the night. And yet the judge wants us to be nice for ninety days, so I'm not real happy. The bailiff calls me over there and he says, "Remember the judge last week?" And I was like, "Yeah." He says, he wants you to sign this. He says, um, he can't meet with you because of the case, but could you sign this form? So he had a picture for me to sign. That is awesome. <laughs> that is awesome. <laughs> so now I have to go Monday for the no contact order. And um, I've got all the pictures of their dogs on our property during the past 90 days. And I'm not quite sure what the judge will do, but it's kind of like just, if you've got property, stay on your property. You know, it's just. It should be simple enough. Yeah, but in North Carolina, they can have as many animals as they want to on that little one-acre piece of land. Mm. It's um, It really looks horrible over there now. They've been burning furniture, and it's, um, 
Yeah, it's it's not a good neighbor. It's not a good part right now. So let me ask you about your husband. You said your husband's a professional wrestler. Mm -hmm. also. So where did you meet your husband? And um, actually, we met at a wrestling show in Virginia um, a couple of years ago. It was probably like two thousand eight, two thousand nine, and uh, he was married at the time. And I met him, and we just kind of hung out um, for that show. And he promotes shows in Hudson, where we live now. And um, we just texted for a couple of years. Just as friends, because I knew he was married, so I'm not going to cross that line or the whole thing, because I'm, I'm just not that type of person to begin with, but it's just not appropriate. And we just uh, were talking as friends, and there were things that were happening in his relationship where there was disrespect and, you know, uh, you know, just asking like he had bought a car for his wife. And, you know, if you buy a car on Friday, you really shouldn't drive it until you get all the registration and the paperwork and everything filled out. So he told him, do not drive this car. I don't have the paperwork for it. I don't have insurance on it. Just leave it until I can get everything taken care of. Well, then he had to leave. And um, he hadn't been gone, he said, a half hour. And he went around the corner. And there's his son in the bar ditch with the brand new car that's tore up. He's wrecked the car. And Dakota's like waving like, hey. And he just kept driving. He says, I can't believe that they would disrespect me because as soon as he left... Dakota asked to borrow the car, and his wife said, yeah, go ahead. Nobody will know. After the, he just told him, you know, don't, don't use a car, you know. So that's, and I, and I told him, I said, wait. I said, your son's growing. You know, you, you don't have, like, little kids. And I said, your wife is disrespect. How long are you going to put up with this? You know, you don't have to. You've got probably 40, 50 years left in your life. Why are you going to be miserable? So then he kicked him out. He was just like, I'm not going to have any more of this shit. And he gave him, like, six months to all leave. And in the meantime, the son got a girl pregnant, and which is dumb when you're 19 and you really don't have a job and everything. Right. So we still kept talking, and um, it was really funny because he had kind of lined it up because I guess he thought that as soon as everybody left, I was going to move in. And I was just like, well, in my mind, I said, so I'm going to give you six, eight, ten months to see what you do when you're single. And uh, I forget what it, how it lined up, but... I said, uh, dream on, big guy. And he thought it meant it was like a brush off. Right. But he got like another girlfriend. And we're, we're still talking because we're friends, you know, and stuff. And he, he was in the Harley-Davidson parking lot. He, he had just bought a brand new Harley and was telling me about it. And he says, you know, this could all be yours. And I said, you do know that how you acted was how I was going to act towards you. And I said, I'm not going to move in right as soon as somebody else moves out. And I said, I'm going to give you time to see... Well, I had no idea how you felt. I said, you never asked, you know, and I said, you never asked. You just kind of assume stuff. And so he's out in the Harley Davidson parking lot crying because he realized, you know, like, oh, OK, I'm really messed up. So but it all worked out um, about eight months after that. I did move in and we dated and hung out, you know, for like a year. And then we got married. So we've been married like five years and just really happy and just everything's great. So it all worked out. Well, congratulations. Super worked out. Nothing like true love, Farrell. You don't get like strange phone calls that sound like Tully Blanchard or Rick or any of them, like, you know, what are you doing with this guy? And, uh, no. no. <laughs> If, if well, you'd see, good. if you'd see, if that's you had good. a picture of my husband, you there's would always know guys that fighting over her. I mean, there's a, no, he's um, my husband. Open carries and is very defensive of me. And <laughs> they're not calling. He, um, <laughs> he, uh, calling. Um, oh he's, he's very protective of me and doesn't really approve of me like leaving the state like I'm doing now. Wow. And, 
Okay. He's out. You know, my wife should be home with me and think, but I like, like that because he's Is he really, like constantly texting you? Like, what are you doing right now? What are you um, doing? Well, that's, I don't have my phone, but he's probably texted a couple of times. He trusts me, but he just doesn't like what. I got you. He, know, he knows guys, and he knows how guys are in the business, and sure. things happen, and then you have to explain it. And, and then you got the crazy wrestling fans, right? Right. That's, 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 that's and right. he knows that guys will come knock on the door and the things, and, and he just doesn't want that happening, you know, because mm-hmm. he knows that it's uncomfortable for me, and it's not appropriate, you know, that it would be happening. So I completely understand where he's coming from, but he also has to know that I've got a reputation, and I especially have a reputation over the past 30 years of, I mean, I raised my two daughters by myself. I've worked several, like, really hard jobs to show them that, like, get an education so that you don't have to do this. Um, and I don't think you'll ever hear anybody saying a, a bad thing about me. You know, and I want that reputation. And I'm not going to ruin it for anything. Well, that's so. great. We'll be right back after this commercial break with the, can we call you the godmother of professional wrestling? Would that be fair? Instead of the godfather? Mm. The godmother? Well, yeah, can't call him godfather. Doesn't feel so mafioso to tell no, you No, that's, that's, I'm, I'm not sure. I'm just a perfect 10. I'm yeah, the, just a perfect I'm, 10. I'm your perfect 10. My there baby you, doll. There you go. We'll be right back with the perfect 10. We shall return. And Nitro's Garage, for all your automotive needs, call 646-675-2349. That's 646-675-2349. For all your automotive needs, Nitro's Garage, ask for Jack. Do you treat your dog as part of the family? (laughs) Well, so do we. So why not celebrate your pup's birthday with the ultimate party box? Check us out on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Party Pup Info, and let us make your pup's party or any celebration perfection. Elm Logistics, for all your logistic needs, call 631-299-3595. That's 631-299-3595. Elm Global Logistics, pride, performance, and partnerships. All right, welcome back to Long Island's number one pro wrestling broadcast. Monty Nefaro, seen here out of Indie Music TV, out of Ronkonkoma, New York, where we have the honor of having the perfect 10 in studio, Baby Doll. And again, we were WWE guys. Yeah. So when you're big and high on our list, like <laughs> she is, yeah. you know she made a difference in this industry. For sure. Uh, you know, you mentioned uh, Elizabeth Hewitt. Uh, you were talking about the judge who mentioned you and the same. Uh, we wanted to recognize her birthday, but uh, I don't know. Did you ever run into her at all? Because you guys are almost synonymous, right? You, right. You, know, you guys are at the top valets, I right. think, in I, this I came out um, about eight months, maybe ten months before she did, before she made an appearance. Um, so I can... Because I was before, I think Sunshine was the only one that was before me, and then I came along, and then Elizabeth, and then Missy, and then Elizabeth. So I set the stage, I set the bar up, I set it high. Being that you were in the NWA, well, you were in WCCW, and then you were in the NWA. Did you ever wish you would come up here and really grab the brass ring and make some real solid money in this industry? Um. I made some really solid money when I was with Crockett. I mean, I, it it wasn't like super fantastic like what they were paying WWE, but 
I mean, I was I was making really good money because I always worked with like the top guys. Um, I had actually trained with uh, Nelson Royal in his um, one of his barns. He had a wrestling ring set up, and um, Robin, uh, Rock and Robin, who's my sister-in-law, and I trained with him over the summer. I had a tryout with um, Lalani Kai. I didn't know it was a tryout. I thought because we were just friends, they were like, "Hey, you've been." Uh, training with Nelson Royal, why don't you just get in the ring with Lalana and see how you do? Just take some bumps. Well, I had no idea that was my WWE tryout, so I'm in there just kind of goofing. And you know, when you, it's different when you know you have a tryout and sure. when you're just going in there and taking bumps. So I had no idea. But then Robin tried out right after that, and she knew it was a tryout, so she got it, which is perfectly okay with me. I mean, she had such awesome matches with Sherry. They just they worked so well together, and she got to travel and went to Paris and the whole thing. So it all worked out. I mean, if I'd gone up there, they probably would have tried to do something cartoonish with me because I'm a big girl. I'm almost six foot tall and, right. like, big and athletic. And I liked the reputation. I liked the career that I had. I liked that I worked with the absolute best of the best. There was no... I don't think that you can look at this and go, oh, she missed this spot or this wasn't appropriate for her to do. Everything that I did, just it made sense. It told a story. Um, I have no regrets at all. None. Did you get any resentment from some of the guys? Because you were making more cash than a lot of the guys. I mean, I remember you were, weren't you married to Sam at the time, Sam Houston? Yes. And Sam was down at the bottom of the car and you were at the top of the car. Was there any friction there? You know, There was probably more friction with Sam because he didn't, because uh, I was making, you know, really good money. But um, I don't I don't know of anybody that was like, it's not appropriate for her to be here. It's not, I can't believe that she's making the money that she did because... What I was doing was actually drawing crowds, and I had a lot of heat. I mean, I I look back at some of those crowds. When Dusty slapped me that first time, I know that Dusty was worried that it would turn him. He yeah. had to be really have to be careful with this because I'm, I'm going to hit you. And he says, um, I may turn me heel. He said, we're going to have to see what happens. And um, when you look at that crowd, whenever he hits me, the women stand up and are like, hit her again, hit her again. <laughs> and the cigarettes are hanging out of their mouth and they've got the drinks. And it's just like, oh, my gosh. I, I can't believe that, some, that those people hated me so bad and they didn't know who I was by any means. And, and Baby Doll's complete 180 of who I am. So it, it's, it was scary, but then it was, fun at the, it was fun to make people that mad. So. Well, you did a great job because I got to tell you the truth. I hated Baby Doll. I like, I literally <laughs> hated Baby Doll. Um, you did, you did Dark Side of the Ring, and we're not really going to talk about that, right? But the, you know, Sam was your ex-husband. Um, he is my ex-husband. Well, he was my husband. Right. So, how's your relationship with him now? And like, when you see him in signings, is that difficult, or is it just whatever? Oh, it's just no, business no, no, no. as usual. Um, we divorced in '94. Uh, I had found out that he had cheated on me whenever I was pregnant with our oldest daughter. Um, I tried to reconcile. I had left him right after Micah was born and then um, tried to get back together. I got pregnant with my youngest daughter. We were living in Baton Rouge at the time. And um, for whatever reason, he called me and he said, hey, Nick, I need to talk to you. And so go in there, be bopping in there. Everybody's happy. And he said... Um, 
I don't want this anymore. I don't want to be married anymore. I want to be the life of the party. And he handed me $100 and a plane ticket, and I had to go back to Lubbock. I was pregnant. I had a one-year-old on my hip. I had $100, and that was it. Oh, my God. And he proceeded to not pay child support, not really come and see the girls. And when he did come see the girls, he was, he'd be, like, really drunk, and it was not good. And my dad actually one time had um, Sam had shown up for a birthday party or something, and we had told him, no, don't show up. This is, you know, our, you know you're not going to just show up for parties and birthdays and Christmas. You're not going to be that type of dad. And sure enough, he's inappropriate. He showed up. So I called my dad. I was like, Sam just pulled up. What do I do? He said, stay in the house. I'll be right there. And my dad showed up, and he had a forty-five, and he, he pointed at Sam, and I couldn't hear what was saying. And you could see Sam kind of like, okay, okay. And he backed up, and he left. And we didn't see him for 11 years after that. He never called the girls. He never came by, nothing. He was gone. And in that time, he, he totaled like seven cars in three years. He had a bunch of DUIs. He went here and there and went to Japan a couple of times and never sent money over to us. And it, it was really hard for probably about five years. And there was a point in my life where I just got sick and tired of being sick and tired. Mm. And I said, I am not going to do this anymore. I'm not going to let that man have this much control over my life. I'm not going to, I'm not going to feel this way. And ever since then, um, he can do whatever he wants to do and I'm going to do whatever I want to do. And, he did five years in jail for DUIs, and he's gotten uh, remarried now, and his wife seems to be a, a really nice lady, and um, I, I don't hold any grudges. My my husband now, Chad, is just like exes are exes for a reason, and he kind of thinks that we should be like totally separated and apart and the whole thing, but it doesn't bother me. Sam can do whatever he wants to, and but good, I, for, good for him. I got to get this in. Is this the same Sam that was a Facebook friend of ours that became like this religious dude and unfriended us or something because our uh, show was too? Is I that guess, the same? I don't know. Is that, that I this, don't know. It didn't he become probably like, so? And then, he's, yeah. he's he's a representative of the high and mighty now, right? He sounds like it from the resume you just gave me. Um, Not. Is this the same guy? I guess. I'm sorry. I, I hate to be this way, but that guy sucks. Anyway. He, well, there's uh, Sam, hey. Sam the godly man, and then there's Sam that you see behind the, the curtain, and he'll be cursing and smoking and oh, doing all this stuff good. and then say that, well, I've got to go to church since I'm doing this today, but that's not how church works. Very I mean, we all make right. mistakes, and right. God understands that, but he also, God also understands that when you intentionally do bad things mm. and think that you're going to get away with it right. by yeah. praying later, that's, that's yeah. not how it works. WOB yeah. says, in fairness, Sam has alcohol issues. Oh, yeah, yeah. So does he get a pass because of his alcohol No, issues? absolutely not. I mean, I, I went to a lot of Al-Anon meetings after, because uh, my dad was an alcoholic, and uh, he had 35 years sober. He had all the coins, and he sponsored a lot of people. And um, alcoholism can only go so far, you know, that, but when you know you have a problem, and you know that your behavior has affected people and is affecting people, then you have to change that behavior. But I can't change Sam. I can only be in charge of myself. I am the only one that's in charge of me. And it took a long time to figure that out, that whatever he did should not have an, a, a difference in my life. I'm the difference in my life. So 
But if Sam's happy, then good for him. I don't care. So is it fair to say, though, that, you know, you gave up your career for Sam, right? In, in I gave up my career for because I was pregnant. Right. Uh, mm -hmm. And, and mm -hmm. I knew that if, if I had children, then I couldn't be a mom and I couldn't be baby doll at the same time. The first year that I worked with Tully, I only had 15 days off the whole year. Wow. So I was either going to be a really good mom or I was going to be baby doll. And I couldn't be a really good mom and be baby doll. So I wanted to be the Sunday Delight mom. I wanted to be the mom that all the kids came over the house and had right. snacks and treats. And um, I am a really good mom. So, And I'm proud of that. Out of everything I've done, and I've done some really cool stuff, right. my I kids are it. So can you tell us about your daughters? Um, I have two. I have Micah. Tyler and Michaela Joy. Uh, Micah is 30 and Michaela just turned 29. Um, smart girls, pretty girls, just, oh my gosh, you're going to make me cry. Like I said, I've done a lot of stuff, but man, God blessed me with them. They really did. And it was just... Their accomplishments. I love it that they come home from school and go, look, Mom, what I did. I loved it when we had thunderstorms in Lubbock and we'd go out and collect snails and they'd have the big snails all over their arms. They're just the joy of my life, and I'm so blessed. And you should be very proud of yourself for what you went through it and how hard. you took care of your children. I, I mean, you gave, you, look, again, our children are the most important thing, but you gave up a lot. Again, you are an icon. But I gained a, so much. It's I, not like I gave out. It's kind of like... I, I'm not saying it's a mistake. All I'm saying right. is oh, understand no, what you have done. Right. And, uh, you know, if I could fairly say this, I say, sh you know, shame on Sam. You know, it's, it's fine. Maybe he didn't want to be married anymore, but you don't walk away from your kids. It was actually a, a blessing that he left because in the turmoil that goes around with alcoholism... And everything is a good thing that my girls didn't see that. It's a good thing that he didn't stick around because I didn't have to give him up every other weekend and then be worried, okay, is he drinking with them? Or in the, is he in the car with them when he's drinking? Uh, where are they at? You know, I didn't have the every other Christmas and every other holiday. Having to, um, that worry of what was going on. It was just recently that I, I realized that it was actually very um, fortunate that he was not in our life because it could have been horrible horrible there's one thing between being hard and then being horrible mm. and that could have been it could have been a tragedy because wonder if he had a wreck and and killed my kids mm. you know mm. <sighs> no it's it was a good thing he, he went and did what he wanted to do and i got to have one of the best lives ever you know timing is Timing is everything. Do you think that Baby Doll could have even existed in today's landscape, the way society is, considering how Baby Doll was portrayed back in the 80s? Could could you even do these things with with a woman being struck or being fought no. over almost as a, as if she's just an object at, at times from, it, these, it, from these beastly cavemen? You know, do you think that... Well, you had the 80s where you had, like myself and, and Missy and the thing, we had, like, our storylines here, and it worked out perfectly. And then it graduated to ECW, like with Francine and mm. the whole thing. And, and it just, it you know, everything took its step. I mean, I was at the right place at the right time. And Dusty had my character to work with. And he loved, you know, like the development of it. So 
No, uh, it it was perfect for that time for that like two or three years that I got to work. That it was just perfect. Do you feel like your character has made women's wrestling what it is today? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, it was a stepping stone. It was it was just a graduation of what was going to come next. And which you know, women's wrestling has taken. You know, I mean, on a personal basis, I enjoy women's wrestling much more than I do the men's wrestling. Right. For sure. Well, and then when you look like my mom wrestled in the fifties, so and and when you think that. You know, women in the 50s, you're like, she was one of the first ones to actually own her car and be able to travel across the country and had her own money and, and her own career. And that was like really unheard of in the, you know, like the 50s. I mean, a lot of women were starting to develop into that. But uh, the freedom and the power that you have as a woman, you know, to, to have those things in your own place to live and be able to travel and come and go as you wanted to, that was that was pretty cool when you look back, you know, that that was my mom, and she was so beautiful. She won, like, Marilyn Monroe look-alike contest and very, very athletic. I've got a picture of her where she's got Jack Dempsey on her shoulders wow. and is carrying them, and I, I I had some big shoes to fill up, you know, considering her career also. Tully Blanchard slaps you right in the face on television. I still, to this day, I mean, I watch this thing, and it still seems as real as ever. Uh, when they when they came, and by the way, David Crockett's uh, reaction during the whole thing. Well, I, I, you know, just did every, he even know what was going on there? Or I did mean, you guys hide that from him because that reaction is really gold. we none of that. Like, well, tell us about the day with like when you were approached about this behind the scenes. What what was your reaction? Like, wow, this is going to really happen. I mean, well, actually, we didn't really know. We kind of we knew that. They had built it up to where um, Tully and I had kind of, we'd been together for right out of a year. We'd kind of done everything we were going to do. The plan was that I was going to uh, go with Buddy Landell. Oh. And Landell was going to work a program with Ric Flair. Okay. But Buddy decided to do a bunch of cocaine instead and just <laughs> this disappeared. Guy. <laughs> this guy. So it's another thing that worked in my favor because that could have been a complete disaster. Sure, sure. So they're going to go over it, and uh, Dusty thought, well, if we're not going to go this way, let's do the 180, and I'm going to put Doll with me. And Let me put myself like, over. I got a better idea. <laughs> but it worked genius. out. It worked I, out, it, uh, though. Yeah. So um, we were kind of going over, uh, you know, like kind of the idea of what we were going to go through, and we had the plane ticket to Puerto Rico, and I had been gone for a little bit, and um, JJ, they were going to put JJ with Tali, so everything, we, we had the premise of the promo going on but everything that we talked about there was no script there was no going over it there was no pre-rehearsal the whole thing it happened so there was no lineup it, it magic well jj had to do is admit that you know that gave it a ticket and so right and, the, and we went from there and when you Listen to the tone of my voice. I actually sound like someone that's in a relationship, mm -hmm. defending themselves over something that she didn't do and had nothing and had no clue of what was going on. It's just like you gave me the ticket where you didn't expect me to go to Puerto Rico if you gave me the right. Ticket. So it it just it it worked out. It 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 truly did. How about when you grabbed Dusty's leg? That was all me. I, I wanted was to, that just improv? Because that's a that's a me. You're wrapping around his leg like, oh, protect me, almighty warrior, the whole mighty thing, warrior the whole with the big thing belly. From that, he 
Dusty had said he wanted to be like King Kong and Favre. Yeah. yeah. So I thought it that was. was a perfect, you know, like yeah. Favre would hold on to yeah. King Kong, protecting them from the horrible great. airplanes and the, oh, the yeah. whole thing. So, yeah. Wow. The, it, the whole was kind of crazy when I think about it and looking at wrestling now because now whenever they do promos, they have a script and they have to follow the script. Basically, they told us a town and what time we were going to be there and our opponent. And whatever we did, we did at that time. There was no, okay, we're going to say this, this, and this, and this is what we want you to get over. There was nothing like that. We just had the basic idea, and we went down that path. Why do you think they're so afraid today to let the, the wrestlers breathe and, and have that, that freedom of creativity on the fly? Why? Because sometimes there's some really bad promos, <laughs> okay. and they just want to cover their bases. They want everything to be a hundred percent instead right. of ninety-five percent. But then on the other hand, you have like uh, they got SummerSlam tomorrow, and I think Lynch and Charlotte are gonna gonna have at it. They're gonna be, and I mean that's that's a hot. Oh, and I had horrible promos too, so I I can I can see where they would want to do that. So, I mean, you want a hundred percent, and you don't want to take a chance on things, and they want the control over it. And they've got a lot of money going into that character. So, How about Ric Flair? Did you ever see him give a bad promo? Because you know his stuff wasn't scripted. No, I, 100% all the time. Now, he basically had uh, the same promo. You know, he had like probably four different promos that he did. but And kind of <laughs> went funny. You know, that is the, funny. different That's directions. Funny. But they were all good. You know, right. they were all good. Right. Was it like... <laughs> I'm giving them promo one tonight. I mean, that's. I think it just happened. I was always afraid, like with Dusty, because I knew what promo Tully was going to do, because Tully was very straightforward and you know just business. Um, Dusty would hint at the sexual stuff sometimes, and okay, where are we going with this? And and Flair especially, I was like, oh my gosh, please don't say anything that's going to embarrass my mother, you know, (laughs) because. And then, like with my character, it almost made it seem like I was sleeping with everybody, and I was the property of everybody. Well, that was that was the. Uh, I know, but and then for me, I mean, for me, I went to the hotel and hid and locked the door because I knew I had to drive four hundred miles the next day. Right. So I knew I had to be sober, and if I drank, then I wasn't like pretty the next day. So now, so how did you handle that? Because they, you know, obviously, you didn't party with the boys, huh? I I would go down and maybe have one, maybe two drinks, and then it would be like, "Where's Baby Doll? Where did Doll go?" And I would vaporize and that would, and then i would check in um under different names jamie bond I, off the james bond nice. i would jamie, do jamie bond, bond, bond to check in under because you could check in under different names at that time Interesting. And okay. i would hide and there were a couple of times that flair actually knocked on the door and was like hey doll come out and play come out and play and you look through the peephole and you could tell like he's naked you can't really see anything but you can see like the blur and right. like i am not going out there for nothing <laughs> so so speaking of that Dark Side of the Ring, they talk about that plane ride from hell and what happened with those stewardess. What was your feelings about that whole thing? Okay. Come on now. Don't clam up now. No, I'm not. I'm she's just... getting the shotgun. She's cle- she's cleaning it. <laughs> she's what are you talking about? The way, the way that women acted when the guys came to the building or the hotels, they should do a Dark Side of the Ring on that. Interesting. Because the women were horrible. Now, how is a guy not supposed to act... Right. Like the whole thing, if that's the way he's been encouraged to do for the past 20 years, and okay. nobody has said no. Right. I don't... What sexual assault charges has Flair got against him? No, nothing. Nothing. Right. You know, right. when has anyway said, oh, that's inappropriate? Never. So this one woman who got paid off for supposedly what happened is all of a sudden offended for something that happened like in 2002 
why hasn't she said anything since then? Sure. You know, like all of a sudden you get a camera in her face and it's like, oh, I can't believe this happened to me. You were right there. Right. Yeah, I, I'm sure that inappropriate things happened, but I don't think that it was as bad as what they made it seem. Thank God I can swear on a Bible to this day. I never saw Ric Flair naked. So, I mean, if it's if it's something's happening in front of you that you don't want to happen, turn around and go the other way. Mm -hmm. You know, don't go, oh, my gosh, I can't believe he's doing this. And, oh, ha, 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 oh, don't do that. You know. So the wrestling, the wrestling ring rats are really no different than the rock and roll. Uh, oh, they were horrible. Groupies. We were, we were in, I believe it was Jacksonville, Florida. I remember it was Florida. And Flair, we're, we're actually at the bar, like standing at the bar. And Flair's got six, seven beautiful girls around them, and they're drinking. Six and having, seven. Not one or when, two. When Flair says that there were 20,000 women, I could honestly say that the time span that I saw, probably true. Wow. So he's got like the girls all around him and they're drinking and having fun. Well, this absolutely gorgeous, I mean like model, the whole thing walks in the bar and it's like all the lights turn on her, the smoke fades, the whole thing. And she saunters up to Flair. She looks at him and she opens her shirt up. She said, do you like these? Just open it up. Yep, just op right there, tatas, the whole thing. And they were beautiful. And I'm like, oh, my God. And Flair <laughs> says, I'll see y'all later and dipped with her. And that was it. So, yeah, I mean, it was women would actually lay down in front of him. Like they were next. So I guess if you get cake all the time, you want cake all the time. right? Mm, yep. Who's going to say no? Uh, and chocolate cake is chocolate cake. Skywalker567 <laughs> is asking, are you willing to disclose at the height of your fame your annual salary? Um, the, wow. I think the the best was 88000 Okay. Which is not bad. That's good. Not bad, considering I didn't take a bump. Damn straight. Yeah. I'll take I drove. that now. What are you The only about? problem was was that they put me with Tully and Flair, and I had to stay at the same place as they did. But I had my room by myself. Now, Tully might bunk up with Arn. And then Flair had the suite, which was getting picked up by Crockett. So I was running with the big boys, but I wasn't making big boy money. So mm -hmm. <laughs> that, was, you, that would be my only You complaint. were such a catalyst. Did, did, you, did you not feel comfortable about saying, hey, I should be getting some more money here? Okay, when you're making three, four, five thousand $5,000 a week... You're going to go, oh, this isn't enough. They could find another girl. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? I had that, like, if I'm not, what am I going to complain about? You know? Right. I get it's, it. It's, I'm living the dream life. I, this, I knew this wasn't going to be my career, although, you know, when I look at it, it could have been my career, but I never saw anything beyond that. I was having a good time. I could shop and go do stuff as much as I wanted to. It was, I got the plane rides. I got the, the get to ride on the private plane. I don't think it would have been appropriate for me to say, oh, this isn't enough. But I look back, I probably could have, but I also would have lost my job because I wasn't appreciative of what they were giving me. You're a beautiful, intelligent woman. You're with probably the hottest faction in, in the South at the mm -hmm. time. Um, did they ever come on to you, any of them? Oh. And how were you able to, not fearing turning them down, like, because you, you just said, afraid for your job, like, you, you're happy with your money. Right. Do you feel the pressure like, oh, man, I better sleep with Tully because maybe well, he'll get Tully, rid of Tully me. Well, now, Tully and I had the agreement on the very first, when we did the 
the video where I come in on the Learjet and he meets me in the limo, mm. we actually had the talk of like, this is it. This is business. It's not going to go any further. Uh, we have to do this because if it goes any other way, um, it, it'll destroy us and it'll destroy what's happening. And Tully was like, we're going to make some really good money. We need okay. to keep it this way. Plus, Tully had a lot of girls. I mean, when they say Flair had 20,000, Tully had just as many. And, and, you know, he didn't have a girlfriend at the time. And that would have been so inappropriate and it didn't work. And um, I didn't want to do anything that would embarrass my family because my dad had uh, the promotion back in Lubbock. He had like a stellar reputation, was a very good businessman. All the guys talked very favorably of him. I didn't want to be that girl that everybody knew. Plus, if I slept with one guy, then I'd have to go to another and then the other. I just didn't. Flair, Flair didn't attempt it? I mean, Flair's, you know. Oh, Flair knocked on the door a couple of times. I, I just never answered the just door. Just never answered. There you yeah. go. So you're, smart, clo you're close smart. with Tully. Um, did you feel like his drugs were getting out of control? And if they were, See, did Tully you try to really say something? Tully really didn't do that much. when At that time, we were just so busy. I mean... Yeah, he might have done a little bit, you know, there, and then he'd go, go look okay, is it? And he might have a little bit of cocaine in his chest. Or <laughs> <laughs> Get that, those, that, that furry chest there. That's, That's funny. But, you know, it was talcum powder. It, it was, talcum powder. It was more drinking, I think, than anything else. And, mm. and it, like, I never saw Flair do anything, but he drank a lot of coffee and a lot of vodka. And, you know, some of the guys um, – did stuff, but I smoked a lot of pot, so I wasn't in that crowd. Right. See the nice safe pot pot. Is, I told you is it doesn't is, listen to me. Is, is pot uh, legal now in Carolina? No. Why not? What's wrong Cause, with these? Because we've got a backwards mayor. Yeah, yeah, very backwards. Now we have a lot of moonshine where I'm at. Now, if you want some oh, moonshine, get okay. you some moonshine. All right, All right. So yeah, now you're gonna, have, you're gonna have All to right. weigh in on this, I buddy. Like Kyle Rittenhouse found yeah. not guilty. Right? right, big news in the world today what does baby doll have to say about this situation um he never should have been prosecuted in the first time mm. the first place the ma mainstream media like uh cnn and msnbc their lies stoked the fires if they didn't if they had actually taken the actual story of what had happened and reported that none of this would have happened they threw it all out i mean they said that his mother took him across state lines she didn't take him across state lines. She was a nurse's aide in a nursing home, had worked a 16-hour shift, and was sleeping at the time when all of this had happened. Kyle was not, is not a white supremacist. He's a lifeguard that felt so compelled to defend the city that his dad and his grandmother and the town that he worked in from being literally burned down by rioters and looters, he felt it was his place to go help people and save the town. He did the rifle that he was carrying was legal. They didn't even bother to measure the rifle until what the second to the last day of the trial, and then they bring it out that oh, by the way, the rifle he was carrying was completely legal. We're dropping all these charges. If the lies hadn't been told to fuel all this, none of this would happen. And then Biden coming out, calling him a white supremacist. President Biden, you need to apologize to that boy. If that's the least thing that you do, you need to apologize to Kyle Rittenhouse for calling him a white supremacist just because they led you by the hand to say this. That was wrong, and you know it's wrong. I don't think we're going to get suspended with that yet either. I don't. I think I don't that. Think so. I think that's a fair. And Kyle statement. Rittenhouse should sue him for defamation. Uh, Biden was a private citizen at the time. Biden cannot hide behind the presidency. Uh, Rittenhouse needs to sue all of them for defamation. 
Yeah, how, how about taking CNN to a trial? Do that too. Um, the Joy Reid and the MSNBC, they, uh, MSNBC actually had reporters following the uh, jurors to their cars, uh, following the bus. Jury intimidation, if anything. And that's a felony. CNN's got paparazzi on them. You ain't kidding. Yeah, what, what is that? So uh, forgive me for this, Davio. I don't know this question, so I, I couldn't even. Um, um, Davio B says you have two answers. Rest two answer two wrestling secrets. Who were the James boys, and what was in the envelope? Dusty didn't show. <sighs> forgive me, I don't. You probably the know the James than. boys were Sam Houston and Tony Zane, and. Um, I have the envelope. I actually have the envelope that we, that Larry Zabisco and I were going to do the angle with, with Dusty with. I kept it all this time. I actually found it a couple of years ago when I was going through some boxes. Um, I asked Dusty, what should I tell people? Because I get asked a question all the time. So, and Dusty said, never tell them, baby. He said, because if you tell them, they'll never ask you again. He said, never tell them. So I will never that. tell them. I will never tell them. I don't think we're going to find what, that. What did Dusty Rhodes mean to you? Dusty, Dusty is the reason why I was successful. Dusty used my character. He never went, I mean, he went just close enough to the edge on a lot of the stuff that we did just to where it was so cool, but it never went too far. Like riding around on the horse, like going on Floyd and then riding off to Hawaii. And then he shot the promo about the $5,000 with men and booze and various other, you know, it was just, it was so cool. The best thing that I can say about Dusty is his wife came up to me a couple of years ago. We were at a fan fest, and they were giving Dusty an award, and she appeared for him. And she took me to the side, and she said, I need to talk to you. I said, okay. And she said, I just wanted to tell you that you were Dusty's favorite, that mm -hmm. he absolutely loved you. Mm -hmm. But I wanted to let you know that you were his favorite. And for a wife to come up and say that to me, yeah. that was good. Any thoughts on China, considering a lot of people say that you were actually the reason why we so ever had a China? Tragic. It was just the people that she loved and trusted the most absolutely shit on her when they when <sighs> they when she absolutely needed them, they completely turned her back their backs on them, and that was so sad. And she, you can see that she tried to do everything that they wanted her to do. And it wasn't enough, and that was so sad. Because no matter what she did, it was just never enough. When you see what happened to her, do you consider yourself somewhat fortunate, smart, or, or both to get through this business in one piece? Another is a blessing. Like the deal if I'd gone with Landell, you know, what could have happened with that? Or if the, my time had been longer with Flair, would it, what could have done with that? I was just so lucky and so fortunate that I made, like, really good decisions and um, it, it's just sad the way that it went with her. It really did because she just trusted some people that should have done her a lot better than what they did. I mean, if you're going to fool around with someone, don't tape it and then release it. I mean, that's the shittiest thing that you can do. Mm. That is so awful. Mm. You don't do that. Tell me about your parents. What did they mean to you? Oh, my gosh. I had the best parents ever. It was... Um, I love professional wrestling, and I'm so lucky that my parents were professional wrestlers. Mm. I remember, like, waiting for uh, the cable to get installed in Lubbock so that I could watch Georgia Championship Wrestling. I like traveling up to Minnesota and Georgia and checking out the uh, TV guys to see the wrestling because I wanted to see different wrestlers. 
Um, my mom, very athletic. She was very involved in the in my brothers and myself and our schoolwork and, and our growing up. And my dad, you know, promoted wrestling, so I got to see him on TV every every weekend doing the promos and setting up the ring and having events and everything. It was it was kind of like having movie stars for parents in little bitty Lubbock, Texas. They they were the absolute best. My dad taught me how to take care of myself and to shoot and you know not take bullshit from anybody and to be a, a good person. He he actually instilled in it that you will be a good person. Wow. I got to get my only Mark question is I'm a huge Mark Car- question. Car- yeah, I'm Here a Kerry Von Eric fan. Mm-hmm. What were the Von Erichs like? What was working for <clears throat> Fritz, and how was Carrie, Kevin? Oh my gosh, um, Kevin, I, I love it because whenever they come to Lubbock, um, the next day I would pick them up and we'd go to the gym, and so it was pretty cool, like being a high school girl and walking in with the Von Erichs because that was so cool. <laughs> That's got to be pretty. Cool. And then <laughs> we go play racquetball, and I would whip those boys all because I was a good racquetball player. And they couldn't believe that a girl was beating them. And to this day, Kevin puts me over as like she's a. He told my daughters, he says, "You don't realize how good of an athlete your mom was at that time." She, he says, "I still don't believe that she beat us in racquetball." Carrie actually helped me with discus, so I broke my high school record of throwing discus. Carrie was at a show, I believe it was in La Mesa, and we're kind of standing in the back and. There's this little girl running back and forth, and she's maybe 9, 10, 11 years old, and she's got long hair, but it's, like, really messed up because she's been playing so long, her hair's got to knot it. And Carrie's been brushing his hair, and he called her over, and he said, hey, come here. And the girl's like, he said, come here. He said, turn around. And so she turns around, and he actually, like, brushes her hair out, just so soft mm. and so gentle. And she's standing there, like, and I think she's more afraid, like, he's going to pull her hair and, like, it's going to hurt, but just the softness and the gentleness that he had with that little girl and then he handed the brush to her and he said here take care of your hair boys like it when girls have nice hair and she ran away and it was those those guys were so down to earth and just such good kids and it's just a a shame that they're not with us now it is it's just a tragedy never any signs never could see any signs i mean you know, the tragic ends to some of the guys in the family? or Not then. I mean, their dad, yes, their dad pushed them, but they also had five sons mm-hmm. that looked like Greek gods, and yeah. there was so yeah. much potential in them. Fritz only wanted the very best for those boys, yeah. and he just went too far. He, mm. just, he just pushed it. You know, like what you say, there was that thin line, and Fritz went over that line, and then there was no going back. There was just, it wasn't, so... All right, so we're almost out of time. We're going to hit you with something called the Pharaoh's Final Question. What? Unscripted. Oh. Okay. And uh, you better not blow this one, man, because this is an icon. This is your opportunity, brother. Shoot, I thought we were going to talk politics and everything else, and we just talked wrestling the whole time. Oh, we did not, did we, really? We just did one Rittenhouse question. That was it. Hmm. Let's, well, we, we can't talk about how horrible the President Biden was well, you compared know what? to Trump. Before we get to the Try Pharaoh's Trying not to get suspended question. here, Trump, would Trump, you please? Trump. So let <laughs> Interesting enough. Let's let's talk about Sleepy. Okay. Let's talk about Sleepy Joe. Sleepy Joe, oh boy, here Such we go. Such an embarrassment. And and who's a racist? I mean, oh my God. Why? Why do you think? First of all, do you think Donald Trump lost the election? And I would like to see them prove those eighty million votes that Biden got. I want to see eighty million 
legitimate votes, and then I'll say, okay, we're good. They can't produce 80 million legitimate votes. They they change the voting laws. They change the rules. and how You cannot have 24-hour voting where you just pull up and drop off a ballot and consider that legitimate when they couldn't verify the votes. They just, because they couldn't question the legitimacy of it, otherwise you were called a racist and, and whatever. There was no questioning anything, so it's just, it's shady. It was shady. So what is the difference today in the world compared to when you were growing up? What do you think has gone uh, wrong in this country? Some very bad people are in charge of a very good country. Is it any different from the 80s? Well, we had Reagan back then. I mean, everybody was like gung-ho. You, you had the flags flying. We were proud of our president. Now um, you're a racist and you're a white supremacist if you fly an American flag out front of your house. That's wrong. You know, that's just... What, what happened to being a patriot and being proud of your country? You know, it's... it's something has happened really... And, and it's just a small faction of the people that are trying to be in charge of telling us what to do. And it's, um, I should be perfectly okay to support a candidate, candidate and our president like President Trump. But yet I was called every name in the book because I did, he did cut our taxes and he did lower our fuel costs and he made it a really good, good time in our country to, and my girls saw it too, where, you know, their money went further and, you know, gas went down to like way below $2 a gallon for a long time because Trump knew that it was important to have that energy self-sufficiency and cutting our taxes so that I could spend my husband's money instead of the government spending my husband's money. But are you kind of angry with uh, President Trump at all? Because I felt like, you know, you mentioned Ronald Reagan, who to me was the greatest president of all time. Um, do you think he just should have calmed down on social media once he won the presidency and he just could have done business and kind of not turn people against him with his commentary but then he would have become some somebody that he wasn't i mean trump was a hundred percent whether you liked it or not and some of the things that he said were inappropriate but that was him and you knew that what he was saying and what he was sending out on twitter was his own thoughts it's not like biden now you know that biden's not sending out those tweets biden's not doing anything for himself except for walking in front of the podium and reading some script that they said because, for example, when they had the Rittenhouse uh, verdict, he came out and he said the the jury has given their verdict. We need to the court systems work. We have to let it work. Okay. But then 20 minutes later, they're sending out another statement that's a complete thing of like complete opposite of just what he said. Right. So Trump was 100 percent. And to say that Trump was a Russian spy. Oh, my God. Trump would have shown up in the White House with, like with black sunglasses and a, and a dark suit and would have been telling everybody that he was a Russian spy. There's no way he could have told, you know, not, not told anybody. And then believing it in the first place, please. You know, it's just, it was just complete lies. And, and that hurt his, his presidency from the very start because no one wanted to support him because everyone was lying and they knew that they were lying, that he was a Russian spy and an agent for Russia, when in fact he cost Putin billions of dollars by cutting down the, the pipelines and everything and, mm-hmm. and in t- in t- you know, keeping them the contained. When Biden, whenever he's come into office right off the bat, he let Putin open up his pipeline, but he shut down ours. 
And, and what president comes into office and on the very first day eliminates thousands of jobs by cutting down the Keystone Pipeline? That's ridiculous. It's just, and people are, oh well. So times are different though, right? So everybody's got a voice. Everybody's in social media. Everybody yeah. can say what they want. You can influence elections. You can do a lot of stuff with right. social media. <clears throat> do you think you could have handled being a pro wrestler in today's age with social media? Social media is brutal. It's absolutely, it, it was hard enough, like going into a crowd of 20,000 people and them chanting zero, zero, and holding up signs that are like baby doll is a man and things right. like it, it would be rough. It, it really would be. I, I'm glad I was where I was at at the time because once I left the building and went to the hotel, shut it off, I'm good. Now you can't shut it off. You know, growing up, there were two different kinds of news we were offered, at least back in the 80s, 70s, 80s, 90s. You had legitimate newscasts, and yeah. then you had the National Enquirer. What I think we have today is is that CNN's become the National Enquirer. Is there any kind of laws that you think we could put in place without taking away freedom of speech to hold media outlets tell, accountable? They have to tell the truth. Although you say National Enquirer, do you know that National Enquirer was the ones that busted O.J. on uh, the the killing Nicole Anna Nicole? Or yeah, um, remember they they had the mm -hmm. prints of the shoes of Bruno Maglia shoes. Mm -hmm. And O.J. said that I wouldn't wear any shoes like that. Those are ugly-ass shoes. But National Enquirer were the ones that found him wearing the shoes walking across the field. The exact same Bruno Maglias that are in on, in that picture are the ones that had the footprints at the murder scene. Mm. So it's not always National Enquirer. But so is that what it turned? That, I think that it should. I think <laughs> that, you got it. Is that what it turned? <laughs> I, I think that there needs to be accountability. I mean, you can't call someone a white supremacist how do we, if you know that they're not being. How do we enforce this? How do we enforce responsible journalism, which is clearly not the case anymore? I think that. It's running wild. I like think Hulk that Amanda there's got to be some lawsuits. I think that, like, Kyle's got to sue them for billions of dollars mm. and just and just bring them to their knees and there mm. has to be accountability like it, you can't report your feelings you have to report facts right. right and i think feelings have taken over the place of facts and and the whole the lying and stuff i mean if if the fbi has taken out four fisa warrants to spy on trump with with no verified information who's covering that who's being care accountable for issuing those FISA warrants when they knew that they were unverified. And when you do a FISA warrant, it has to say that there's verified information on there. And there wasn't verified evidence. And I can see where Trump was just, what do you do? I mean, if the FBI is investigating you and there's, and you know that there's no reason to be investigating you, you're probably a little bit afraid because if they can go this far, how, how far are they going to go? Yeah, but I, you know, Again, I think this has been going on in this country for a very long time, right? I, even, you know, this isn't something new. They've been rigging elections since the 1940s, you know what I'm saying? I just I just feel Donald Trump could have probably been one of the all-time great presidents if he just could have calmed down a little bit because he lost the majority of the female vote, I think. Oh, I don't think so. You don't think so? No. I, I Look at his rallies. Look at how many people he could draw just at a drop of a hat saying, okay, he's going to be so-and-so, and, and the people that would be lined up to see him, women were for him because they were giving, look at like the uh, unemployment went down for women, wages went up for women. 
it was he empowered a lot of women and especially like with uh, blacks and hispanics the uh, unemployment rate people were getting jobs that were never able to get jobs before and they were like really good paying jobs but no one put that over it was all russia 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 and trump's a russian spy when we all knew he wasn't just let him do what he wants to do what he's doing because he made it a really good place and then as soon as biden gets in he switches everything around and now we're paying more than four dollars a gallon for gas groceries are expensive and Biden saying well there's nothing i can do about it sorry you did do it you messed everything up you just because it. you didn't want to do what trump wanted to do i'm not going to argue that point you know, speaking of that andrew yang was talking about protecting professional wrestlers and making them employees and things like that what did, what did you think about that whole mess that's why we were professional wrestlers is because we had that freedom and we weren't accountable to anybody and yeah it was it was kind of horrible that we didn't have insurance and the whole things but we're just different we're not going to have anybody tell us what to do and the whole thing so there's also the price to pay for that and that we're not nine to five workers and we're not punching the clock and the whole yard plus andrew young wants to give everybody two thousand dollars a month universal fund so <laughs> that's i i, I kind of quit listening to what he said after that could you imagine could you no. imagine oh no. my god how, right. how expensive are groceries going to get if if everybody knows that you're getting two grand a month? How much is everything else going to get expensive? Well, again, I, I, if you have nothing to back up the funds that everybody's being handed, it's don't a just big print problem. some more money. Just what, print yeah, some what more is Bitcoin money. up at right now? Seventy-six thousand dollars a share, or something like that. Two hundred thousand, something ridiculous like that. Well, twenty dollars for a bag of ruffles. Yeah, yeah. What? You're very smart. Very smart. Congratulations. Didn't know that, did you? Yeah, I did not know that. Beautiful and smart. And to your husband, not hitting on her, just stating the facts. <laughs> yeah. Don't oh, come no, beat he, my ass. He's, he's actually glad that I probably yeah, have someone else to talk to than him. Look at that camera. There's a, there's a gun pointing at you right now. Well, you know, Watch it, Monty. Eventually, I always say it. Like, if you know, at this point, I, I could live with a man. As long as I don't have to have sex what? with a man, I could live with a man. It's, you know... Oh, yeah. uh, you know, All right, then. Anyway. Uh, very good. About I, have them, house, about I have a whole household. I've got a seven-year-old little boy. I've got my husband. I think myself and my uh, cat, Cocorona, are the only two females in the whole oh, thing. And a bunch of chickens. But that's kind of a good thing, though, isn't it, right? I, I, yeah. Come it, on, women... Let's be honest. Women get a little It's cat. true, because I really don't have any like female friends. I've got my daughters and yeah. stuff, but... Yeah, I can't be around. You know, I was ever. thinking about it too with the neighbors, with the with the animals running across. You'll never get any stalkers. They can't get to your door. <laughs> you got goats and ostriches and and so what was all those other animals? They just let them run right. across the yard. Before Farrell's final question, I gotta ask: Did you ever have a fan experience where a fan just showed up out of nowhere at your house or your apartment or at a hotel? Baby doll, you, you want to get you? And you felt no, really no. scared. I, I never did because I think that everybody's like really, really afraid of me. The oddest experience I had was I was living in Charlotte and I like to cook out I like to grill right so I've got the grill set up and I'm cooking the neighbor came from upstairs with a hamburger patty and said can I borrow your grill when you're done okay sure go ahead and knock yourself out wow so just comes like, over with a patty yeah never never had said a word to him never knew him before that just some stranger <laughs> showed up with a hamburger and wanted to put it on my grill did he sit down and eat with you or just left? No, no. I, I finished up with the grill. I put some more charcoal down, and I left. So that was it. <laughs> you go by. All right, Farrell. That's rough. Hit this icon that's with a, your that's final question. That's as stalking question. as it gets, huh? That yeah, is stalking. Okay. All right, that's brother. That's different. All righty. Uh, all right. This is bizarre, but why not? What was uh, 
uh, my personal, you know, I, I was wondering, what's Baby Doll going to look like when she comes in today? What's she going to wear? Blah, 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 blah. I was right. thinking, she comes in and she's wearing kind of my favorite look from her. Back in the early days when, when she was with Gino Hernandez, she had a leather jacket and she looked all badass and stuff. Right. So what was your, what was your favorite uh, presentation for Baby Doll physically, like, you know? Well, I'm still wearing the black shiny pants, the black latex pants. I actually have on uh, Johnny Bravo socks. <laughs> yes, you're showing those to me. Yeah, and you Johnny know, you know this is how out of touch. Very nice. And yeah, I've got see, my know. daughter. My daughter is a uh, musician, so I've got her Taste of Nashville. Okay. Nice. Okay. I thought Johnny Bravo was the, uh, the Brady Bunch Johnny Bravo. No, no Johnny no. Bravo. Johnny Bravo. Yeah. I don't know anything about Boomerang. Boomerang awesome. cartoons, yeah. Did... Were you comfortable with the dresses when they cartoons, were putting uh, Baby Doll in the dresses? Or was what was your favorite look, you know, over those years? See, no one matter? ever told me what to wear. Everything that I Oh, you I did wore, whatever you wanted. Very I wore whatever. The, okay. the only problem that I had was a lot of the rings were really high. So um, jumping up into the ring was always kind of a... It might have been a problem, you know, because if you're wearing dresses or the whole thing, you know, you don't want to show everything. They did not pay enough money to see my stuff. So right. um, being able to get in the ring and or having to roll around or the whole thing. So the black latex was really good. Um, I think like the, I think, oh my gosh, the Great American Bash where I wore like the leopard spandex uh, and the go. tuxedo jacket okay. and the Madonna gloves and the and the jewelry. That and the and the bow tie that was okay. That was pimp. And one more, real quickly, who, in your opinion, who is the greatest women's wrestler of all time? My daughter, Samantha Starr. That Look was, at that. That was that was that was easy enough. How's she doing? Is uh, she moving up? She the just ranks? had her knee operated on. She okay. had some damage whenever she was in high school. She was uh, captain of the soccer team, and um, she was like really got into like kicking that ball like far down uh, down the field and. Uh, she had some damage to the cartilage and uh, tendons and ligaments, so she just had that all cleaned out of her knee. Um, she's taking a little bit of a vacation, a respite, and letting that heal up, but she's good. She's really, really good. Do we see her in the uh, AEW or the WWE sometime um, in the future? WWE just posted something where they're not accepting girls over the age of 25. Oh. So she just turned 29. So now she, at 29, wow. she is wow. too old to work at the WWE. The Could hell? you imagine? I did not man. know Vince that. Vince is dude. losing it lately. What's going on with him? Over 25. I don't know. Wow. I don't know. Any thoughts about the WWE Hall of Fame? I, I never worked for him, so I doubt I ever will be. I did, she should be in the Hall of Fame. Absolutely. Are you I never will. Me? I never will be. I. I, I Abdullah never worked actually, in the. Actually, actually, I was too good for the WWE. When you when you look at, I would never fit in. My mm. character would have never fit in because my character made sense, and they couldn't make a cartoon out of me. So <laughs> no. I, I'll never be up there. <laughs> so, Although I would like to say to to Vince and to Stephanie and to Hunter, thank you for putting all of of the all of our stuff on network so that the fans can see. Yeah. Things that happened in like 85 sure. and 86 because my daughters would have never been able to see it. Sure. And now they can see their mom and see like the work that I did. Um, they've basically made me immortal. And I, I thank you so much. I, I cannot thank you enough. So if I never make it to the WWE Hall of Fame, they have WWE on Network and they have WWE on Peacock and stuff. And they've, they've actually saved that for everyone to see. So 
So when Tully and Arn were making the move here, there was no talk about bringing you up there with them. They just took off. Oh on no, their own. nobody's ever. Plus, I'm I'm, too, I'm almost sixty. They've got all those young girls. Let them go. But I would like to say, Arn, thank you for mentioning me on your podcast every once in a while. I absolutely love it. Thank you. Because he we? really puts me over. It's so. How cool. couldn't he? You're an icon in this industry. Anybody that's ever been around, you're an and icon. That's so weird because I I never saw myself. I mean. My husband brings it out like you don't realize it. You don't see how people how they look at you because he knows I'm like this big goober. I'm so horrible, <laughs> but I'm just I, I'm just so thankful. It's just so cool. Like whenever I worked, I never thought like 30, 40 years later that people would come up and want my autograph and tell me stories of them being seven year old, like sitting on a couch and watching wrestling and oh, yeah. their pa- grandparents getting so mad that I'm never watching that show again. We're never and going shutting the TV off. But next week they're right back there waiting to see what happens. It was just, I, I got to tell you, we had, a, we had a friend who passed away years mm-hmm. back, but he was a big NWA guy. And again, we were WWE. So there was like, kind of like rivals. and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know, like sports. Yeah. Your wrestling is fake, but my wrestling well, is real. It wasn't like that. It just <laughs> was like, it was just like, you know, you know, fuck Never the, bra- fuck the brain busters. I hate them. You know, that type of shit. But anyway, he was a big NWA guy, and he was a big fan of yours. And Aww. when the old NWA people come in here, oh, um, yeah. it makes me think of him. Because when Nikita was in here, how much he loved Nikita. And I remember how much he loved you. And I remember when... Uh, Totally slapped you. How upset he was. And, and this is this was not a young kid. Right? And I was like, older. and I was like was a heel at pissed. the time. I was like big time heel yeah. to, to do that complete 180 and have that sympathy at the time. It was good. Yeah, unbelievable. We want to thank you for joining us. Thank you. This is definitely a uh, high water mark for us. I was. Mm-hmm. We were very excited to have you. Okay. Well, thank you. We just thank you for what you've done for this industry and for the fans out there. And we hope that you uh, do well the rest of your weekend. I will. And the rest of my life, I, I just want to say every, thank you to everyone that remembers me and comes to the, the autograph signings and hits me up on Facebook and Twitter and the whole thing. It really means a lot. I know it drives my husband crazy and Chad, I'm so sorry, but um, they're they're not all, he calls them hard dicks, <laughs> but um <laughs> <laughs> the things Wait I go through. I'm perfectly relaxed right now. What's going on here? But but you know you, you know you know what I'm saying. So yes yes know, yes. I see what you're insinuating. Not not all all guys are bad, and and no, I like hearing the stories both. and the whole thing. And my character wasn't that way. I wasn't the Sunny or the Francine or right. the whole thing that right. put everything out. Right. I was like the kick-ass badass female that you know took care of her guys, and that's what I like hearing was. Yeah. With those stories. You are a good. first ballot Hall of Famer. I hope that Vince and uh, Triple H and Stephanie do see that sometime very soon. Very soon. I, you know what? I believe I believe if, as long as they don't sell it to Peacock or NBC, oh, please. Could Disney happen. The Mickey Mouse. But we'll never know. But we'll find out. Yep. Anyway, uh, I want to thank everybody for joining us today. I want to thank you again. Thank you. And, uh, Farrell, you want to send us out? You've been watching Monty and the Farrell. And until next week, where I hopefully will not be under my blankie and yeah, nice he, and he healthy. Was, he was sick last Leave week. Leave me alone. Aww. I've been sick my whole life. He was under the blanket. Yeah, yeah, yeah something he, with he a warm a built heat, bottle. Heat compressor on his head, whatever that thing heat is. compressor. And he was moaning in his bed. Yeah, yeah. Well, well you know, guys are the worst for getting sick. Oh, we're such sissies. Awful. Oh, we're the worst. Try and have a period are... every month. Oh, my God. What are you talking about? We never get one. We just have to hold our breath eternally. Well, this is DeFaro. We'll see you real soon. Later. Peace.